Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio. Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, how good's footy? Fucking hell. Fuck. We got the perfect storm this weekend. We scored a roast trinity and Collingwood have imploded. It's the sweetest gift of all. I love it so much. Sean, we got a roast trinity where Essendon beat Collingwood and Brisbane beat Port Adelaide. That is the sweetest roast trinity one can ever get. I mean, Geelong Uh, beating Hawthorne would be great as well, probably. But we did something better than that, Sean. We yep. finally won a consecutive game. A curse is lifted. Curse is gone, baby. Big week for Haggard's footy, I'll tell you what. Oh, absolutely fucked. <laughs> just, <laughs> just. Uh, Round five of the 2020 season, Proudly brought, brought to you by Haggard's fucking footy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just like jump straight into it because we're going to have a lot to talk about because whoo-hoo, <laughs> these are some fucking juicy games. First game of the round, Thursday night, Carlton lost to St. Kilda by 18 points. Uh, St. Kilda, looking good. They're in the top four. Yeah, which is surprising, because they're usually in the bottom four, because they're usually dog shit. It was um, it was a good win, because it was a win of, like, Brett Ratton out-coaching the side that said he wasn't good enough to be their coach, and that's what I loved about this win most of all. That's pretty Haggard's footy as well, actually. It's pretty I fucking Haggard's footy. I bloody love him. I think he's my favourite non-Fagan coach. Yeah, that checks out. I feel that. I like our coach. Woosher obviously done Mate. some good things, but Mate. I cannot wait to see what Truck has obviously. <laughs> I love that his nickname's Truck. It's so good. Yeah. The only thing better would be Freight Train, or just Train. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, I love? Die. <laughs> is the fact that even even though they're co coaching, it's a joint coaching thing, it's so clear that Woosh is just there for fun. He's just on the bench, and they asked him a question about something. He said, oh, I'm actually on the bench, so I can't actually see what's happening out of that part. So, yeah, someone else upstairs let me know. And it's like, yeah, that's a truck's job. 
No, but you know what's great too is that Channel 7 or Fox, whoever covers the games, you know when they show the coaches, they're not showing yeah. Worsfold anymore. They're just showing Truck up in the box, which I love. <laughs> Good move. Um, oh. Just back to the Carlton and St. Kilda game. We got an email from Jacob. Uh, his email says, Dear footy professors, and the subject is Carlton's facial hair power. <clears throat> I'm coming to you from the beginning of the third quarter of the Carlton St. Kilda game. The Blues got smashed early on, and then I noticed McGovern has shaved his mustache. I believe <laughs> oh. that Carlton generates momentum the thicker he grows that mustache. Whether it's shaved or gone, they seem to just not perform. What are your thoughts, and who else might this magic affect? <laughs> I I agree. Val Chambers with hair, I- obviously, is uh, a bad sign for Essendon. <laughs> Look, I think I think there's a lot of players that that perform better with. Like, for example, I do not like Cam Guthrie to cut his hair or shave his beard mm. at all. Uh, he looks like he grew up in the woods. Uh, Max Rook was an incredible player because he looked like a caveman. Guthrie looks like he grew up in bloody Nazareth, Tom. He's got the Jesus vibe <laughs> happening. Also, remember when Nathan Buckley had a big beard? Well, not a big beard, yeah. but he didn't shave, and Collingwood won like six or seven games in a row, and then the week he shaved, they lost. That's a curse. Well, no, because the the idea was that he wouldn't shave unless they there was like a KPI that the club had of like certain inside fifties to goals scored percentage, and if it dropped below a certain number, he'd shave his beard off. Really? What players? Yeah, I'm pa- pretty players sure. love bucks with a bit of scratchy stubble so much that they hit their KPIs. What a great club! What a great club! Chris love Scott to see it. Broke a broke a curse because he's got a beard. I'm mm. just saying, I'm I'm here for the Mitch McGovern needs a mustache thing. Taylor Walker was a better player when he had a handlebar. Well, I was going to say yes, and and a mullet. He was powerful with a mullet. These are just facts. These are facts. <laughs> uh, also, uh, a player, and this we've only seen for one week, and I will talk about it a little bit in a second. But Braden Ham looks like a fuckwit now and plays like a fucking king. <laughs> He's got a dog shit mullet, and it's so good, so good, and. Just see him all around the ground, just getting it done. I've got to admit, looking back now on Brisbane, whenever Michael Voss had a little bit of stubble, it probably meant that he was studying the tapes extra hard that week on the opposition. He didn't have time for anything else in life. So if he had a bit of stubble, he was bloody educated and he came out and won. What a legend. Fuck. I'm a big supporter of this. There's like, look at look at another Geelong example. Brandon Parfit wears Cornrow's first game of the season in round two, plays a huge game against Hawthorne. You know, he's now got an yeah. afro. He's playing incredible. I love it. Yeah. Mixing it up. There's Different magic colors. in hair. There's absolute magic. Yeah. We're a big hair podcast. We are We yeah. are how good's footy hair. <laughs> uh, Jacob, Jacob sent a follow-up to his email, which changes the narrative slightly, but I'll read it because there is some also important information in it. Uh, so subject, follow-up to McGovern's mustache. Boys, I was right. Barely seen all game he was. Uh, and then here's the bombshell. I'm lucky that Carlton's only my second team. My dad won't let me bag for anyone else. Anyway, it's my 18th birthday today, and I'm very glad I didn't have to witness Richmond losing to West Coast the night before my birthday. Cheers, boys. Enjoy the roasts. And now legal Jake. Happy birthday, Jake. Happy 18th. Now that you're 18, it means you don't have to pretend to bag for Carlton anymore. That's the rules. Whatever your dad says don't mean shit. You're an adult. Tell your dad to go fuck himself. You can find him. Like, legally, the cops can't mm. arrest you when you're 18 if you yeah. want to fight your dad in the backyard. And what a birthday present that is. <laughs> Jacob, I think change teams. Follow your heart, mate. Yeah. This is when, so is uh, he yeah. Richmond or is he West Coast? To be honest, I don't know because Richmond didn't play West Coast. But they were supposed to. That's true. He didn't have to witness Richmond losing to West Coast the night before his birthday. So, Who knows? presumably, 
He must be a Richmond supporter. His dad's got him all rattled. Dad's been copying for 10 years a game where the team that he wants his son to barrack for is getting smashed by the team his son's actually barracks for round one every year. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the son picked that team out of spite. Dad was like, you can't barrack for anyone except Carlton. He's like, I'm going to barrack for the team that you hate the most, Dad. He'll be like, Essendon. And then he'll be like, no. Richmond, and he was like, "Ah, I don't think about Richmond. They're a team I do not consider as a rival." (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, family's complicated. So, without further ado, let's get to the first roast of the weekend. And (laughs) fucking hell, did I have to work for it? Jesus Christ! But it's sweeter. It's sweeter when you have to. Push and earn it, right? It yeah, when it's, it's thirteen minutes, when it's thirteen minutes into the first quarter, it's raining. You're Essendon, and you're playing Collingwood. <laughs> thirteen minutes into the first quarter, Essendon have touched the ball nine times. They've had nine disposals as the whole team. Collingwood are just under thirty disposals for the team, but they've kicked three goals straight. And you're Essendon, you haven't even entered your forward fifty yet. Things don't look good. In fact, it may cause people to take their slab like hypothetical slab of alcohol out of the fridge, plop it on their, you know, lounge room table in front of them and drink directly out of it like some kind of savage. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty specific example there, Dusha. (laughs) Entirely hypothetical, obviously. This is bigger too when you consider the outs for Essendon as well. No merit and no Heppel. What happened to Heppel? Uh, At training, he broke his ankle. Jesus. Yeah, so he's he's out for a while. He um I'd forgotten about that. That was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Merritt obviously got reported for, you know showing Silvani, yeah, a bit of who's who. Hey, just letting you know where your kidneys are. Where are they? Bam. <laughs> yeah. Well that's where it used to be. So basically game started, I immediately was like, Oh fuck. No. Cause when Acid and play, this is always a possibility. Sometimes we kick fucking the first seven goals of a game. Sometimes we don't look like we're going to kick a goal at all. Sometimes Western Bulldogs kick 21 goals in a row against you. Things looked bad. Frequent emailer of the show, Adam, sent off a tweet to me being like, oh, you can't be conceding three goals in a row in the wet. <laughs> uh, like that. He's like, it's oh. not over yet, but oh, it doesn't look good. I tell you what, he's cut into that roast lamb a little bit too early. Adam, you stupid cunt. can i also add adam set a better fucking example for your kid mate come on (laughs) that kid that kid's got tc written all over him i tell you what it's only a matter of growing that early tom in 17 years we'll be reading out the same email uh that we got from jake except this one will be from Adam's kid being like, my dad won't let me back for someone that's not Collingwood, but I actually hate Collingwood, and now I've turned 18, I'm off to go wrestle my dad in the backyard. And maybe kill him. I love Brisbane. (laughs) (laughs) I am... Now, I, I just I like to think that over time, say Adam's listening to this podcast, not with headphones on, but just in the background around this kid, that we just indoctrinate <laughs> this kid's brain with our stupidity so that his first <laughs> words are, how good's footy? And then his second words are, <laughs> war on Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> no, you smashed him. Not in the first quarter we didn't, Tom, because 15 minutes in... Uh, McKernan had a free kick, 45 metres out, kicked it out of bounds on the full. And I was like, fuck, 
it's absolutely going to be one of those nights. Uh, and that hypothetical slab that was sitting on my uh, dining room table in front of me that was resting my beer on top of it, uh, like some sort of caveman. Uh, yeah, it was in real trouble at this point. Um, yeah, look, fair, fair. I Checks out. And then Darcy Parrish kicks a goal. Then McKernan kicks a goal. Then... Zaharakis, who has not been seen for fucking weeks <laughs> with a new haircut that kind of resembles a dusty cut, looks like a big fuckhead, kicks a goal. Then all of a sudden, fucking scores the level going into the second quarter. I'm like, huh, we look a lot better. And at this point, I'm excited. Like, and probably drunk. I it's, Look, I can't remember. <laughs> and the quarters are shorter too, so you've drunk a lot pretty quickly. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. 16-minute quarter, 15 minutes in, we've, well, 15 minutes in including extra time, we haven't scored. Then all of a sudden we kick three quick goals and Collingwood can't respond. And boys, that became a bit of a trend <laughs> because those black and white cunts didn't <laughs> kick another goal until the last quarter. I love doing that. Yeah, and then they fucking kicked four in a row and I shit myself again. But then a man, a man who embodies the new role of Essendon as the cardiac cunts, <laughs> rose to the challenge of being the biggest of them uh, and uh, righted the ship for you really late in the game. Yeah, fuck. There was a play by Jake Stringer, the man himself, uh, in the th- I think it was the third quarter, where he kicked a goal, then his second goal, Essendon clear it immediately, kick to him, uh, kicks into the f- our forward, kind of becomes a loose ball, Stringer lays one tackle, gets up, tackles another guy, and in the replay, he clearly just pins the ball to the guy, gets a free kick, kicks a second goal in 30 seconds. <laughs> you literally see him, though, pick the ball up, scoop it in, <laughs> and hold it to the guy's stomach. <laughs> well, the Collingwood player fucked up, because the Collingwood player doesn't drag it in, but he kind of tries to tap it in towards himself. Like, he wants a ball up. But uh, instead, cheeky free kick. And look, that free kick probably wasn't there. But there was two free kicks in this game. Oh, no, two umpiring decisions in this that were just crazy. And one of them was actually announced as being incorrect by the AFL, so... Which one? <laughs> the um, dangerous tackle that resulted oh, in a goal. Oh, so it should. That's when I yeah. tuned into this game and I saw that. I was yeah. treated to so that that's, that's the passage of play that they asked... That's the passage of play they asked John Warsfold about, and he said, oh, I couldn't really see it. But you could tell he was just a little bit slow because he's gone, yeah, I fucking did see it. It wasn't a fucking free kick. <laughs> and then it's thought, oh, I can't say that. I'll get fined. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. really see from where I am on the bench. There was, however, in the third quarter, a goal decision that uh, – if you're a Collingwood fan, look, here's a bit of – we'll talk about this. You're an idiot if you're upset about this decision, but we'll talk about it because I know that there's a lot of you out there that are upset by it. But in the third quarter – there was an unlucky bounce uh, in the open goal square where the ball kind of bounced at like almost like a 90 degree angle and hit the goal umpire who was pressed up against the goal post. It was originally called a goal by the goal umpire. Yeah, he said, I want it to, I, I believe it's a goal, but just check that it wasn't about to hit the post before it hit me. The score review, and they were immediately like, nah, sufficient evidence, it's behind. And then every commentator and Collingwood supporter were like, oh, but if it hits the umpire, it's like the original. Goal umpires call. Yeah, but this one was absolutely going to hit the... Like, there was no way this wasn't hitting the post. Yeah, you don't go... You don't go umpire's decision when the evidence is clear. Although it sounds like Tom doesn't think it's clear. 
Well, again, I think it's a case of though they must have Trader. another angle that we didn't see because they. What are you talking about? What the fuck? It looks like it crosses the line before it goes to hit the post. Oof. Then no, it doesn't. I wasn't going to say this at the time because I knew you were stressed, Tom. How would it hit the post if it had crossed Look, the line? I'll be honest with you. I was actually stunned that they didn't award it a goal because it's the kind of thing that they would absolutely award a goal. My theory with this is that's why they went real easy with that dangerous tackle because Eddie fucking probably picked up the phone and was like, <laughs> "You fucking oh. dogs." Give us Eddie's a free goal and make Gil, up for that one. And the minute, back in the day, Eddie would ring Gil and Gil would answer real quick. But this week, Eddie's ringing Gil and Gil's just throwing the phone out the window. <laughs> Let's not get too excited about Gil standing up to uh, Eddie just yet, Tom. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, yeah, Essen steadied the ship, uh, kicked two, the last two goals of the game. We won. I was very excited. Jake Stringer had a fucking blinder of a game. Tipper didn't do much in the second half, but kicked two goals. Uh, which is good. He looked good. He also had a lot more impact around the ground than he has been having recently. It's his pressure. And uh, Andrew Phillips, on his 29th birthday, debuted for Essendon and got under Grundy's skin immediately. <laughs> like, oh, was good. Gr- it was good. Grundy won the hitouts, but made no real impact in the center clearances because of the way that Phillips was rocking. Who won the battle? Oh, Phillips. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, all right, you look at the, the raw stats. Grundy had a shitload more hitouts, but around the ground, Phillips was putting his body on the line, crashing packs. Phillips also took two massive marks. It's interesting because um, in the coaches' votes, Grundy got two votes, and I have to assume it's Nathan Buckley giving him two votes. Yeah. Well, again, I think if you look at his stats, like, I, even like his dream team points, I'm pretty sure. Grundy was one of the best on ground, but he had no impact whatsoever. Yeah, okay. Uh, the only bad thing is, like, Bell Chambers is probably watching that game and being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Why did he get dropped, do you think? Well, I think that it was they just knew that Phillips was going to be a good match for Grundy because I'm pretty sure Bell Chambers has just been killed by Grundy in the past. It's a good um, selection move then, really. Masterstroke. Yeah, yeah. Feels like truck. That's a truck pick. Fuck. When Truck is working out who's going to play in the ruck, he gets all the names in a bag and he does a trucky dip. Hey, oh, Truck's God. Ruck. <laughs> truck's Ruck. Jesus Christ. Um, truck's Ruck, Rucky Dip. So, Essendon beat Collingwood, which is pretty much the second best feeling to Essendon winning the flag. Oh. Um, yeah. The, the only better feeling is Essendon winning the flag. I mean, maybe third best. Winning a final? I just can't remember <laughs> what that's like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> On a bit of a sour note for Essendon, though, Jake String is probably out for a month to three months. He's fucked his ankle. Uh, it's just what you needed. But, uh, so, oh, yeah, and uh, restrictions in Australia for COVID have gone crazy again because cases have gone crazy again. Uh, but only in Victoria, which is where 10 of the AFL teams reside. So they've sent the Victorian teams to hub all over Australia uh, with none of the players returning to Melbourne for... Uh, like 36 days or something. It's unclear at the so moment. They're saying four weeks, but you watch, it'll be two months. There won't be any footy back in Melbourne until like September, guaranteed. Well, the current plan is after round 10, uh, all Victorian teams come back to Melbourne. And if it is safe to play football, they will. If it is not, it'll be a bye or a split round that we're talking about because there wasn't that much notice about these hubs. It was less than a week that the uh, AFL, uh, that the players aren't leaving their families for more than a month, which is. 
Fair getting enough. five days notice that you're not seeing your family for like five weeks is pretty fucked. Pretty wild. Pretty but- wild. And I mean, there are there are players too that have said, oh, we're not going to go because of family commitments. And absolutely, like yeah. any hero out there on Twitter being like, well, then those should dock their pay. Get fucked. It's called paternity, maternity leave, you absolute cockface. But just on people that are traveling, so Essendon uh, are going to be based in Queensland for the next four weeks. Jake Stringer has not gone, but boys, do you know who was on that plane? Was it a big tall man with a mustache? It was a big tall man with a mustache that uh, may have been seen at training a couple of weeks ago, kicking a goal from 70 meters off like three steps. Oh, <laughs> is he ready? Needs some of that Queensland sun in him. I, he will absolutely not be match fit, and whatever game he has, he'll probably kick two or three ga- uh, two or three goals, and then do fuck all for the rest of the match. But those two or three goals, whoo, <laughs> whoo, they count for more when they're from seventy five. <laughs> yeah, nine pointers. Um, uh, the one thing that I would just like, maybe he will be happier not playing footy in Melbourne. Like maybe he'll just be fired up to be in Queensland, get some of that sun, work on his tan. Yeah, fuck. Who knows what the fuck is about to happen with Essendon now? Like, we've got North Melbourne and then Western Bulldogs, two absolute fucking terrifying danger games. But then, Sean, you understand this. Tom, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. Every game's a fucking danger game. You're right, mate. Like, uh, I've, I've come around to that in, in the year 2020. Let me nah, tell you. Shut up, Tom. You haven't. You just say you have. You're full of shit. <laughs> Tom, you don't know. You don't know yet. Maybe by the end of the season, you'll know. Uh, nah, when, he'll never know. It's in his blood. Yeah, he'll forget because what'll happen is now that the shut up, fuck off with your winking shit, piece of shit, Tom. This is through a webcam, and I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, just you've lost one game to Carlton that you weren't expecting, and then fucking give it like two what, more wins, two wins in a row. What? You'll be like, I don't even remember what losing feels like. Watching fucking Carlton lose on Thursday night was infuriating. Being like, how, and I'm sure you felt the same way, douche. Being like, how did we lose to these fuckheads? Because no, Tom, I didn't feel that because I don't look back. We can lose against anyone. It's scary. I get it. I understand how it happened. They've got Eddie fucking bets on their team. Anyone could lose to Carlton. I mean, all right. No, I hadn't factored in the bets factor, which I probably should have because he single-handedly sunk my team. Right. Uh, so Saturday afternoon, West Coast versus Sydney. And in a masterful tipping stroke... Sean, you declared that if West Coast stand for anything, they will win this game. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think a lot of people probably tipped West Coast, didn't they? Uh, I mean, I absolutely did because I didn't drop a tip this week. That's right. And you got the bullshit bonus point, which I despise. And I've spoken off air to friend of the show, Matt Smolin, who I think is second in the tipping. He bloody hates it too. It's a disgrace. Yep. I should point out, I only hate it because I never get them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt hates it because uh, someone jumped him into first place in the tipping because of a bonus point they received, yep. uh, and Matt obviously isn't very happy about that. Was that uh, was that someone in this in this web chat? Uh, yeah, actually, Tom, it could be <laughs> former champion of the How Good uh, How Goods McDonald Tip and Woody Cup, uh, Joel Dusha, who is now currently first, clear by one. Imagine being a two-time champion. Fuck, two out of three years. It'll That'd probably be, be the Joel Dusha Cup after that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, powerful. I think it has to be. Uh, Let's put yeah, that on I the line right well. now. Let's put that on. That's good. Yeah, done. Done. Um, <laughs> Joel Dusha Memorial Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking die because of how happy I am. Anyway, yeah, West Coast beat Sydney. Look, 
Is anyone shocked that West Coast won considering that Sydney didn't have a ruck and Nat, Nick Nat just got to do whatever the fuck he wanted? For Well, the game yeah. was a lot closer than I was expecting until halfway through the third quarter and then West Coast were just like, nah, enough of this and yeah. they ended up winning by like 40 points. They went at halftime and Simo slapped them all and said, you need to lift, boys. <laughs> I think you'll find that um, West Coast start to fire up a bit now. I think they're better players yeah. to start cooking and, and I think what you'll find too is that Sydney's a real bottom feeder this year. You're probably right, Sean. Uh, we did predict that Sydney were going to absolutely bounce back into the top eight, but I just don't think that that is going to be the case at all on current mm. form. But also, next week, there is a very important game. Next week, we will find out because there's two teams that are playing, uh, Sydney versus Richmond. And if Richmond stand for anything, they'll win. But if Sydney stand for anything, they'll win. <laughs> it's the Who Stands More Cup. I don't know. It's probably named after you. Which team can stand up more? <laughs> nah, nah. It's not named. The loser gets that. The, the loser who didn't stand up gets gets a trophy in the shape of me sitting down. The winner gets the four points. The loser gets the Tom Reed trophy. The Tom Reed sitting down trophy. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's not heaps to report with the Sydney West Coast game. Um, That's good because the next game is really good. So let's go on to that. Let's just jump yeah, into right. that. Let's That's just jump in. GMHBA be. Stadium. Oh, what's that? Is that the sound of a second roast? Fuck. Oh, that tastes delicious, Joel. The oven's at capacity. And this uh, this roast was a double milestone celebratory slash breaking the curse slash consecutive win slash Tom Hawkins is back in form roast. Tom. It's fucking good. It was delicious. a roast that had like fucking candles out of it. It was all happening. Oh. <laughs> was, I actually, fun fact, last night I had a roast, uh, I, I home cooked roast dinner to celebrate the roast trinity good. good so you should so you should have yeah and it, you know what it tastes every bite i just thought every time i took a bite i thought of the more i eat i eat of this i'll be fat like fat ablet and what else could i possibly want oh one thing we didn't talk about just and i don't want to segue too much back but jake stringer he was chunky. he was looking a bit he was looking a bit fucking chunky jake <laughs> He's, uh, he's been down at the uh, Subway uh, Meatball Subhouse that uh, Gary yeah. goes to. <laughs> uh, at one point, uh, when Stringer kicked one of his goals, uh, one of those those cheeky two in 30 seconds, Andrew Phillips ran past and just gave him a bit of a tap on the tummy. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But yeah, back to, back to Saturday night. And uh, look, this game, a lot of danger. Gold Coast are a different, exciting side. But I had a feeling we were going to win because... 300 games for arguably the best captain Geelong's had and 350 for one of its best ever players. Big milestones. The boys would want to lift. And mm. they did. They got an almighty fucking scare in the second quarter and the start of the third, but then uh, put the foot down. I didn't realize until the siren went, we actually won by six, six seven goals. Yeah, you, you killed One of those winning. wins that yeah. sneaks up on you. Lucky. When you go, oh, we're yeah. winning, we're in front. Yeah, very because lucky. Because I couldn't yeah. relax because I was just, you know, just tense. Then I went, oh, yeah. fuck. We actually, I could have relaxed. I could have taken yeah. a breath, but, you know. Tom, I, I actually can't relate to uh, knowing what a 40-point win sneaking up on you feels like. Because uh, if my team is three goals up, I am feeling every goal and very aware of every single point in that margin. Because I know it's swinging way back to fucking closer to zero. Essendon plays like an elastic band. It just felt like we were <laughs> never more than about three goals ahead of them, but we were. So it was good. The second quarter was far more of an arm wrestle. Start of the third, they hit the lead. You obviously shit your pants, and rightfully so. Oh, but I only fucking died. 
But Gold Coast, uh, some very sad news out of Gold Coast. Oh, this, this, okay. It was a great night, but there was one terrible thing, which is, of course, the shoulder injury to, to the future Brownlow medalist, uh, Matt Rowell. Yeah. Looked innocuous, but, and apparently he wanted to come back on, but Stuart Jew was like, don't be fucking stupid. You're 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a, looked like a bad dislocation because his arm was yeah. hanging low. As soon as he went off, it, it looked bad. And you could just tell, oh, that's him done. I don't know how long for. He still hasn't had the, the scans. There was two really lovely moments that came out of that, though. The first one was at the end of the game. Joel Selwood went straight to the bench after the siren went and had like a sort of a 30-second chat with him. How are you going? You know, oh, what a hero. I hope you're feeling all right. Yeah, 30 Fucking seconds. Loved it. Fuck. Well, that's big. Because you can't. He can't stand there for too long because he'll get done for not obeying social distancing rules. So. <laughs> uh, a much, much bigger thing. Uh, was Gary Ablett Jr. Yes. having a chat to him and then said, look, after you've had your scans and your surgery, give me a call. I had the same injury. I'll talk to you through it. I'll give Legend. you some advice. Actual um, hero. Yeah. If you Legend. need anything, let me know. And uh, and then, you know, then the news comes out that Ablett's also dealing with um, some personal stuff with his kid being um, diagnosed with a rare disease of some kind. And he's still, you know, kicking him from 55 like he's 23 years old and not 35. It was a, it was a good win, and there was there was a lot of good little stories. Like Selwood played a huge game. Weirdly, he's benefited from the little shutdown. I think he's got his body right, but also with no Tim Kelly, he's back on the ball again, and he's playing like a man five years younger than he is. Yeah, it's um, good to see. Um, I, I Tom Hawkins. Kicked three goals, was in everything. Kicked an awesome goal, which I love that he does every now and again when he plays ruck in the forward line, where he just outmuscles the ruckman, takes the ball out of the ruck, snaps it over his body for a goal. Fucking loved it. And Jack Stephen kicked one on the run into the 50. And I tell you what, I've never seen a boy happier to kick his first goal, and every fucking player on that ground got around him. And it was... <laughs> It was infectious, boys. I, I just love. It's good when when a player who's been struggling and you can just tell they needed something. Jack Stephen needed that goal on Saturday, <laughs> and he got it. And I'm really well, glad. I'm really happy for him. It's good. Um, the one thing Fuck from foot, a lot good. of the game that I saw, Tom, was Geelong were just kicking so many goals from set shots. At <laughs> yeah. one point, forty three of your it was something like you were on sixty points for the game, and forty three of that had come from set shots. That's crazy. Yeah. We were delivering them beautifully. Yeah, well, I guess it's like goes both ways, which is well, that's good you can kick them from set shots, but like what are you going to do when you come across like a team? Like even next week against Brisbane, uh just like a, a chaotic team that doesn't let you take those marks. Well, I think Gold Coast did stop Geelong for a little bit because there was a passage where their slingshot, which is a bit like a Brisbane Chaos manic, yeah. Ball suddenly is from your back fifty to the their forward fifty in about three seconds. The fact that we we're able to do a lot of that means that next week, Andrews v Hawkins or Radagalia or Gardner v Hawkins or Radagalia or Gardner v Rowan suddenly looks like a juicy fucking crucial matchup. It always was, Tom. So Tom, no, but you know that intercept marking game. You know you're gonna have to um... Geelong probably. Geelong probably can't play that 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 game against Brisbane. No, you're not going to get the marks. You're going to have to kick some uh, some goals on the run and not play such boring as fuck football. Oh, 
Get fucked. I thought we were great on the weekend. Nah, Fucking you, you, you went it. all right. There might have been moments during that game where Dusha and I were so hungry for a Gold Coast win. <laughs> <laughs> you boys, I tell you what, I I thought we were friends, but every day I learn a new thing no, about just, why you both are a pack of fucks. We're just footy col- we're footy colleagues. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Just no, Tom, to be I've fair. demoted to colleague. To be fair, Tom, we were getting angry in the first half, but in the second half, Geelong, especially yeah. in the third quarter, lifted and looked. We were just getting annoyed because of how boring Geelong looked, Tom. But then you turned it on and, and deserved the win and yeah. the praise that goes with it and the good feeling that you have in your heart right now. You've earned that, yeah. mate. You've earned But in the that. first half, fuck, Douche and I were ready to blow up this podcast. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that you can admit that to me. It shows a lot of strength yeah. of character from you both. No worries, um, friend. Yeah, fucking colleagues. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> mate. We're not even colleagues. Next week we're enemies. Um, <laughs> yeah, good win. Brandon Parford again. Just had like twelve tackles. Just loves like there was a two passage play. He kicked a ripper goal, I think, in the third quarter when we needed one, and then literally ball went back into the middle. He got the clearance took off out of the middle like a f- rocket. Beautiful kick to um, Dalhouse resulted in a goal. Just, that's what we want to see. Yeah. I was just going through uh, mine and Sean's messages to see if there was anything worth repeating. No, there's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not if you want to stay friends with me, there isn't. Isn't that right, Joel? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all right. Do you want me to talk about the messages Sean was sending me halfway through the first quarter of the Essendon Collingwood oh, game? Oh, where Sean is that about should have changed regret? my tip? Yeah. Oh, mate, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Tipping has just even, turned my no, life upside down. Even when down. the comeback was on, when they kicked those four goals, Sean's like, "Fuck, I should have changed my tip." <laughs> <laughs> so stressed. because uh, um, I got a message. And I can always tell when there's side messages going on. So we have, obviously, a Huggers footy group chat. And Colin would have kicked three, or maybe it was the full four in a row. And then Sean just said, believe. And I knew immediately that meant that Sean had fired off a separate message to Tom being like, oh, believe in nothing. You're a dog shit team. That's not you're irrelevant. You've blown a lead. I do that a bit, actually. It's usually Is it weird that it's I usually know the to exact Tom. same thing? It's usually when John's in trouble. If I get a message from Sean, yeah. If I get a message from you saying, believe, mate, I know that you've absolutely sent a message to Dusha being like, oh, it's all over here. I, <laughs> I often send you one, Tom, when you're down, and it's, you can do this, Tom, and then immediately to Dusha, they fucking cannot. They are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, nah, look, again, just happy to get the monkey off our back with a consecutive win and to give Selwood, he's easily going to probably eclipse Enright as our games record holder. Um, he's only 30 off, I think. Yeah, the shorter um, season could fuck him, but apart from that... Yeah. Maybe, no, but another... like... Oh, he'll, he'll go around another two years, guaranteed. Will he? Well, well yeah. Tom, that's that's he will probably have to to get another 30 <laughs> games, considering... That's what I mean. <laughs> but to say, like, I love oh, footy, don't boys. worry about it. You can't it. take this away from me. I fucking love footy too much this week. Nah, Jack Stevens' goal made me so fucking happy. It made me believe in miracles again. Like I said, Tom, and Sean probably felt the same uh, about the Essendon game. I didn't believe for a bit. I was worried. In fact, I just found a message where I said, Sean, I'm furious. I didn't swap my tip to Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> but then in the second no, but half. That was, that I think Geelong was still winning. I think because your yeah. next message was something like, even if Geelong win, I'll still be furious. 
that, that I didn't tip Gold Coast. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was saying, uh, actually, here's an excerpt. I was like, I'm sick of Geelong. They either kick heaps of goals from 45 out on a slide angle or look like absolute dog shit. Be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then we again, I'll admit I was wrong, Tom, because in the second half, yeah. you looked a lot better. You were far more exciting. Yeah. And look, again, I, I think the thing that summed the game up for me is there was nothing better than Ablett marking on the 50-meter line and just turning his back on the goals. Like, nah, don't even worry about this. I fucking got it. Yeah. And the commentator's like, oh, does he have the leg? Of course he's got the fucking leg. Didn't even go a barrel, just a drop punt. They wanted him. Was In the commentary, they're like, go the barrel. It's like, you did this a few weeks ago where he had it from 55 and they're all like, oh, can he do it? And it's like, yes, of course. Yeah. He's Gary fucking Ablett. Of course he was going to do it. Fucking 55. <laughs> fucking give it to him from 75. He'll borrow it. Anyway. Can't wait for it. Later in the season, he'll kick it in from the full back line. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. It'll be a competition between him and Hooker who can kick a goal from further. Or no, him and Joey. Joey will be back. Fit, looking good. Anyway. Next game. Well, Tom, congratulations on the roast. Well done, Tom. Congratula- Thank you. Congratulations on the breaking of the curse. Just well done all round. It was good. Next game. Uh, wow. North Melbourne. Got some terrible news for you. You look like shit. <laughs> That's what happens when you play a midfielder who is not 100% ready to go. Well, when someone's Reece, got a sore back it. and then like, it's very, very common knowledge that they've got a sore back and then they get hit in the back very early on. Yeah, they're probably fucked for the rest of the game and probably for next week. They said it looked like he walked around wearing a straight jacket all night. And fair enough. Yeah, that's not good. Fuck North. Mm. They've cooked yeah. it. Uh, Libba looked fucking good, though. He's the key. And uh, so did Josh Bruce. Just a lazy six. No <laughs> worries, mate. Hey, Sean. Tom. Let's forget about the Bulldogs in North Melbourne. Reese has let us down. Uh, something happened up north, though, didn't it? Yes, mate. Um, Brisbane. They've arrived. Did you say they've arrived? Yeah. What do you mean? Fucking knocked off the uh, ladder leaders, oh, mate. the ladder leader. The unstoppable Port Adelaide yeah, power. Oh, the power. In inverted commas. Who have they beaten? Who have Brisbane beaten? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the undefeated power. That's who. <laughs> Jeez, Brisbane looked impressive. Hey. Oh, looks slick. Although- There's two things I know about this game, Sean. One, yeah. Brisbane looked very fucking impressive. Two, Ken looked very fucking shitty. Oh, I love that so much. He looked like he was ready to die. He's good. He's, he looks like a withered old man. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> he always looks like that, Joel. Speed it up. Uh, the third thing, Sean. Yeah. Uh, no Zorko. No worries, mate. Oh, mate. Guess what, though? The Magician, back next week. Oh. <laughs> they said it would be three weeks. The Magician said, no, 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 no. I'm hungry for cat. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me turn this three into a one. <laughs> <laughs> he actually could have played on Saturday night. Just thought he'd, you know... Give a couple of young boys a game. Well, it is. You're right, though. It's great that they don't need him. Like, Jared Berry has just stepped up this year, and McCluggage is looking like he's going to go to another level. Lockie Neal seems to have gone to another level. It's ridiculous. This game could have gone differently. Hashtag Smokey for the Brownlow. Yeah, oh, yeah, mate. Smokey. <laughs> this game could have gone differently <laughs> because Port, I think, kicked like. What did they kick in the first quarter? Was it like one goal six or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, two goals one to one goal six in the yeah, first they, quarter. So they, they had. They cooked a few chances, but then the second quarter, um, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> um, online say it's the best quarter Brisbane have played under Chris Fagan, which is a pretty Fuck. big call because they had some good ones last year. 
Um, but well, they kicked uh, six goals to one. Yeah, and at one point the score was one goal six to six goals one. You guys had just you kicked four goals before they well five goals in a row before they could fucking do anything. Scary to for you know opposition because of how quickly it happened too. Like Brisbane just turned it on. Dan McStay, who I've got a lot of time for, but I I think I often say on this show he just needs to do a little bit more. He did yeah. a lot more on the weekend. Like I think in the first <laughs> he quarter listens. he had five marks already. Like, it was ridiculous. Hipwood was taking contested marks. They should have kicked six uh, or seven goals between them, and I think they kicked two goals. They they both yeah. shanked a few really easy ones um, and the kicked only, the hard ones. Hipwood then nailed one from 60 on the left. Hipwood just needs to take all his shots on the run from about 55. He's a, he's a bloody gem. It's when he's doing set shots. Brisbane's probably three most potent forward targets, those two guys and Charlie Cameron, are all a little bit shit-ass for set shots. <laughs> they, love, they love a bit of chaos. They love a bit of snapping right. it over their head. Sean, the new rule will just be like, all right, take the big mark in the forward 50, play on immediately, regardless of if you're in a good position <laughs> or not, just fucking play on. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favourite things in the game was... Oh, actually, I'll tell you what's great. Tom Berry came back in. It's just good having brothers in a team. Because anytime there's the hint of a fight, it's just like two brothers ganging up, and it just feels good. It feels powerful. I yeah. really like it. Some like outside. It's early shit. days, but oh yeah, I'm just I'm loving it so much. I love having a crowd back in as well. I think there was ten thousand in. Yeah, um, it looked. It took me by surprise because like they still had the fake crowds behind, like cheer squads, which is fine. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, just like seeing heaps of people on like the wing and stuff like that, and hearing real crowd noise, it threw me for a bit. I was like, "This is this looks so yeah. fucking weird now." It threw me too. Hearing the lions chant was pretty cool, but there was one bit that I really loved, and it was um, the booze when Tom Rockliffe got the ball. That just um, <laughs> oh, got me in the heart. I really loved it. There was a moment where there was a free kick or a mark or something, and you know how players do that deliberate thing where they try and hold the other player up. Yeah. And pretend they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Rockliffe was trying to do that and yeah. dog Daniel Rich. And I think he was trying to like start something with him. And Rich just did a little little spin and just ran around him. And then just kicked <laughs> it, you know, 70 meters down the wing. And I was just like, I love that. Because Rockliffe's trying to be a cheeky cunt. And he's just an old slow fuckwit now. Yeah. Playing for a fuckwit team, for a fuckwit coach, for a fucking legend assistant coach. <laughs> it just, yeah. Harris Andrews was awesome. He put a blanket on um, Charlie Dixon. Yeah. It's hard to say, did Port have just like a bad night or are they just not very good? Because really, they haven't beaten anyone of substance yet. And Brisbane haven't really either. So it's going to be good to take on Geelong and the Giants on the road. Well, um, and we'll get a bit of a better idea of what's going on. Well, they've got Giants next week whilst you have Geelong. So that'll probably tell you a lot almost yeah. immediately. Yeah, we'll see how they yeah, respond. Um, but just, we talk about Tom being very confident during games and whatnot. Yeah. Brisbane won't in just complete control for most of the night. But even yeah. in the last quarter, Port put a few goals in a row. And yeah. I started to shit myself again. Yeah. There's only like five <laughs> minutes left and Brisbane are up by six goals. And I was still like messaging my brother and being like, oh, I don't know, man. The back line's a bit leaky. What's going on? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, look, I'll let you know, mate. A person that I know when those two goals were kicked um, did not believe the comeback was on. <laughs> Good on you, Jacob. Nah, cop that. That's what you get when you follow Ken Hinckley. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, happy with Brisbane. Good on them. So the next game, which took place on Sunday, uh, AFL's trying out something new, which is because there isn't any sport happening in America, they're broadcasting one AFL game 
to primetime American audiences, and they have picked maybe the worst game of AFL I've ever seen in my fucking life and given it to America. It was disgusting. I only want to talk about this game because the first half was maybe the worst football I've ever seen. They were just dog shit in every single aspect. No one was taking any fucking marks. There was no pressure from anyone. No one could hit a fucking target. Tex, who is meant to be fucking... He's an all, he's been an All-Australian player. Went to go take a very easy mark and the ball just went over his fucking head. He just misread it completely. I was so him. angry. Imagine... Imagine having 56 combined touches between your two best midfielders and only three of them being inside 50s. Let me just read you the halftime who, who fucking score. That's the Crouch brothers. Oh, they're, That's they're the useless. Crouch brothers. Yeah, overrated. What a, I tell you what, this week uh, the, the uh, an expose came out outlining everything that happened at that camp. I tell you what, this Adelaide, relegate them, ban them, just get rid of them. There's only 17 teams in the AFL, and one of them is not the Adelaide. Crews. Merge them with Port, and then kill both yeah, of them. South Australia is a one a one team town. <laughs> There's only Get 16 teams again. Dude, it's a, it, at this point, it would be a mercy. They're just shit house. They were they were playing against a Freo that didn't have a midfield because Fife wasn't there, and they still and they won. Like they got so many possessions and out and clearances, and they just do fuck all with them. I hate them. I don't want to talk about this game. I just anymore. want to talk about one thing. No more Adelaide. No Adelaide kicked one goal in three fucking quarters of football against second last on the ladder. Filth. Look, I'm going to have to move it. on because I'm going to throw up all over myself. I'm going to spew up. This. Next game. <laughs> I'll put this to you, boys. Let's just ban Adelaide from the show. Done. Done. Uh, we, do have a lot of, we do have a lot of Adelaide listeners who are, who are hurting. Yep. They'll understand. Yeah. They don't want to hear about their fucking <laughs> shithouse club. Come to Brisbane. The new coach whose name I have not learnt and don't care to learn. Uh, and if you Matty, tell me- Matty I, Nix. Yep. Matty Nix. Forgot, forgot his name already. Uh, I'll say it one more time Matthew then. Nix. Matty Nix. <laughs> Matty Nix, Joel. Matthew Nix. Old mate. Uh, Mr. Matthew Nix. Mr. fucking Adelaide Crows coach looked like he was about to Knicks, comma, open the fucking window of the coach's box and then just slam it shut on his own head. He was ready to fucking die. He looked so, so upset. Like, I almost wanted to call, like, fucking a helpline and be like, hey, I'm very worried about someone because... Jesus Christ. Anyway, the only reason I don't want to ban Adelaide is because we might just need to, like, keep tabs on them because I'm worried. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I accept. Fair call. Yep. Um, just a nice little segue here because I tell you what, if you're watching Adelaide as an Adelaide Crows fan and just wanting to throw yourself into the sea, being a Melbourne supporter is about as good. And that brings us to the next yeah. game. So Melbourne, uh, here's a stat. In the last three years, they have lost 20 games when they've had more inside 50s. The next closest team is 12. They're a fucking spud farm. Also, play Mitch Brown. You can't kick goals. Why are you not playing someone that can kick goals? But then they, they had a chance to like get back into the game and they just kicked the most dog shit kick and then Richmond ran it down the other end and kicked the goal. Like Richmond were down to one player on the bench in the last quarter. Melbourne were coming and they still found a new way to lose. They didn't they kicked one behind in the second quarter. It was an even contest. But Tom. They looked they looked good in the first quarter, Melbourne. And then they just went, oh, Oh, fuck. Tom, Tom, Tom. Oh, no, I hate footy. Tom, Simon Goodwin has one thing in common with a lot of people around the world, though. Yes. He's not going to have a job next year. 
<laughs> oh, he's absolutely he's absolutely cooked. No, he's done. I think I think he's yeah. One huge, 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 and the only positive. It's so big. Like this is such a big positive because there is no other positives. Mitch Hannon kicking three goals is massive for Melbourne. It is, but I I He's hate to, I hate to double down on negativity. But if Simon Goodwin goes, there is such a strong chance that Ross Lyon coaches Melbourne. Oh, it's so like honestly, they're not going to go with a new. They're not going to go with an untested one again. So who are you going to get? They're going to get Ross Lyon, mate. Brad Scott. Oh, maybe, but that's just as bad. I feel. Very, very sad for Melbourne supporters to the extent that reach out to us if you need, if you, I don't know, Re- reach out to the show. Send us an email. Haggardswood going to have to start a helpline for Melbourne and Adelaide supporters. But fuck. I, no, I feel so sorry because you were just shit for years and then you've got to, you know, you had one year of good and then you got to put up with it. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's just- Also, it's bleak. we might have to extend that call, call the help to uh, Richmond supporters if- uh, their nah, next couple it. of games could be. <laughs> what are you serious? Nah, they've won two premierships, two mate. Premiership wins in three years. Actually, yeah, Dusha. that's true. Yeah, what they're am fine. I talking about? You fucking idiot. Yeah. Hey, speaking of me being a fucking idiot. Oh wait, uh, this was my ninth correct tip. Next game. <laughs> uh, it's got me. I retract. I got this one right too. Who didn't? Which game is it? Who? Uh, who missed this? GWS one? take on Hawthorne. Giants Hawthorne. Yeah, I, I believed. Tom. Tom, you tipped Melbourne. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I did. I did, Tim Mel. <laughs> Tom, you think you're... I believed in Melbourne. You think you're this maverick. I wanted Melbourne to win. You think you're a maverick tipping fan fiction, but sometimes you don't, mate. If you believed in up is down, you wouldn't have backed the Giants. You made a lot of questionable decisions Melbourne. this week. And sure, they all paid off except Melbourne. Hey, I'm just going to go out there. Essendon were absolutely a wild card to beat Collingwood. Yeah, what, else, what were you trying to tell us that St Kilda was a wild card? Uh, yes, he was. Yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I want to clarify. Wait, no. Hang on, my Tom. Hold that for one second, tip- Tom. Tom, no, no, no. Tom. Anyway, Giants no. beat Hawthorne. Uh, the game was close for a bit, and then Hawthorne just had no answers to G- GWS. Not a lot happened in the game. Maybe GWS are going to show up for the rest of the season now. Still kind of hard to say. Also, still don't have a read on Hawthorne. Anyway, that's the end of this round. Now let's get on to tipping. Tom, back to what you were going to say about tipping. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay. So you think that my approach to tipping is this wild card, I'm going to be contrarian. But that's not how I tip. I tip based on who I want to win, right? It's fan fiction tipping, not contrarian tipping. So if I look at a team, so I look at, I look at Melbourne, Richmond. I want Melbourne to win, so I pick Melbourne. I look at St. Kilda, Carlton. I don't want Carlton to win. I want St. Kilda to win, so I pick St. Kilda. I pick who I want to win, not who it necessarily is going to win. It's not just all up is down. Tom, it's just... That's all well and good, but I believe in a conversation with Joel and myself, you said that you, you thought the Saints was the underdog tip. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. The way Carlton have been playing, yeah. 
It's so dumb. Yeah. It just it it hurts my ears and my eyes and my heart. Uh, for someone who has a footy podcast, Tom apparently does not pay any attention to footy. And that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, this is the dumbest footy podcast in the world. Let's do our tips for next week, though. Uh, so, I just want to say that, yes, with uh, that correct tip, uh, nine correct tips this week, that has propelled me to... Uh, I'm one clear first in ours. I am 36th highest ranked in Essendon footy tips for this website, and I am in the top 0.0003% of the overall site. Well done, mate. Very good. And well done to you, well Tom. You had, a, you had a big round. So, Tom, how many spaces did you climb did. overall? Because this number is going to be enormous again. As in, for the overall... Yeah, thing? overall site ladder. Well, and it wasn't as big as last week where I climbed 200,000 places. <laughs> uh, I climbed 90,000 spots. Fuck, that's still heaps. It's pretty good. Also, uh, 38 spots in our in our tipping yep. competition. Um, I'm currently in the top 10 in my work yep. competition. This is big. I'm, I'm, it's big for me. Uh, and it's going to be interesting because next week my brain might just... Boil over. Look, hey... Who knows? Maybe maybe I'll go in and just change some settings in the tipping competition and have them <laughs> retroactively apply to the first five rounds, Joel. No, mate. Stick with something for the whole year. Anyway, tips for next week. Thursday night. Well, this is easy. I'm Geelong. Sean's Brisbane. You're Brisbane as well. I absolutely am, because I believe in the team that's going to yeah, win. I know. First How Goods Footy Cup of the year. Of the year. And this is going to be a tight one because everyone only plays each other once. So this is a must-win match. This will be a tight it game. Is. It's also third v second. That's big. Hmm. Uh, so with this game, you're going to have to pick a winning margin. Um, so I think I'll be tipping Brisbane to win by about 35 points. I'll be going Brisbane by 17 points. I'm going to go Geelong by eight points. <sighs> Juicy. I hope you're right, Tom, with the margin. Oh, it'll be tight. Yeah. Um, I look forward to our individual chats over the weekend. <laughs> uh, Friday night. And this is a very hard game to tip. Collingwood take on Hawthorne. Hawthorne. No, it's not. Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah. They've won. Yeah, Collingwood are a basket case and the Hawks will be angry. Hawthorne have won 11 of the last 12 against Collingwood. Hawthorne also haven't let Giants score more than like 40 points in the last two encounters and then got absolutely steamrolled by them last week. Remember what happened the last time the Hawks got belted? They came out and smashed uh, <laughs> Geelong. That was the other way around. Sorry, Geelong smashed them and then they came out and smashed somebody. Smashed Richmond. Ah, that'll do. Collingwood also probably be feeling the ramifications of all the stuff that's happening with them in the media that is gross and awful. Uh, gross, yeah. gross and awful, yep. not to Fuck Collingwood. Em. Gross and awful to the public and people that have a sense of justice. Hawthorne will do it for justice. Yeah, hopefully. Clarko just punches a hole through the coach's box, but this time keeps follows through so that his fist connects with Buckley's head. Saturday, Frio take on St. Kilda. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. The underdogs. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. And then we have West Coast take on Adelaide. West Coast. Adelaide West won't Coast. win a game all season. Boys, Ooh. I'm going to make a big call. You're an idiot. 200-pointer. Oh, okay. That's a no. different type of big call. <laughs> no. Melbourne take on Gold Coast? I want to say Gold Coast. Mm. So I'm, I want Gold Coast to win, so I'm picking Gold Coast. Melbourne. Yeah. This will be interesting to see how Gold Coast go without Raul. If Melbourne stand for anything. They should have won on the weekend. <laughs> 
If Melbourne lose, Goodwin should walk out immediately. Yeah. Uh, then we have Essendon take on North Melbourne. Bombers. I've already lodged my tips for this week, and I can tell you that I have tipped the Bombers, but that is likely to change. <laughs> out of res- out of- just want to say that to your face, Douche, you're out yep. of respect. Thank you. So, Stringer being you, an out. You know that I play the percentages. Yes. And at the moment, only 10% of people have tipped North Melbourne. That's juicy. That is juicy. That's almost too juicy for me to ignore. Actually, no, I tipped North Melbourne last week and they fucked me. Mm. Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also tipping Essendon, obviously. Uh, Port Adelaide play Giants. Another game where we might actually get a read on both of these teams. That's the hardest one to pick, I think. I I'm going to go Giants. think I'm going to go Port. I'm going Port. Just because I don't think you can keep Charlie Dixon to no goals two weeks in a row. I think Phil Davis can. He might not be playing. I think um, Port Adelaide will win. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Richmond take on Sydney. Uh, Richmond with barely any players uh, will probably struggle to get 18 on the field. Yeah, and yet they'll still win. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? If Sydney stand for anything, they'll play a Lear one out in the goal square and he'll kick five. And they'll still lose. Yeah, I don't know. I, this one's real hard. I'm going to say Sydney, but it's, who it's knows? It's tough, yeah. Because I'll be doing my tips. Maybe Sydney. I, but... I do my tips on like a Wednesday night. So think, a lot of things change. When you're hearing me say I've put my tips in, I'm probably just putting my tips in. That's basically like a live reaction. And then last game of the round, whoa, 6.45 on a Sunday night. Carlton take on Western Bulldogs. Dogs. Dogs. Libba, 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 libba. Oh, can we talk about, just very quickly, speaking of libba, 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 did you hear the BT commentary in the St. Kilda game? No, what did he say? When Butler kicked that goal. What did It's So, Butler's running into an open 50. He's like, Butler's got the ball. Danger, danger, danger. Butler's coming into 50. Danger, danger, danger. Butler, Butler, Butler. <laughs> like, it's just cooked. He's just losing his mind. And the other commentator's just like, what the fuck are you doing, Brian? <laughs> anyway, Dusha. Yes, Tom. Have we got any emails, mate? We have a lot. People were fucking firing this week. Uh, so this email is from BD, who later reveals his name to be Baz. And there is an explanation about that. And the explanation is longer than the email itself. Subject, I want How Goods footy. Mom, we have How Goods footy at home. The How Goods footy at home. And then a picture of... An AFL Asia live show that's called uh, an AFL Asia football show that is called How Goods Footy in Asia. <laughs> sue him. We'll sue him. Take him to court. Thanks um, for bringing that to our attention, Baz. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Baz. Uh, also worth noting that uh, Andrew Phillips, after winning, uh, after the Essendon Collingwood win, posted an awful photo of himself being like, sometimes winning doesn't look good. Hashtag How Goods Footy. He knows. <laughs> Big fan of the show. Anyway, Baz says, <clears throat> Hey, footy legends. I follow a bunch of international AFL pages and I saw this pop up the other day. And I thought, you'd, I thought I'd give you guys a chance to be either flattered or outraged. Hope you're getting that sweet, sweet licensing money, boys. <laughs> P.S. I just felt like I needed to clarify that I am the Baz from a few weeks back, but the BD that pledged the psychotic Formula One haircut, which both the Giants <laughs> and Tigers seem to be keeping me safe from, thankfully. I thought I signed off the first time as Baz, but my phone must have decided to stamp my initials on the email somewhere, and for some reason, which is how you remembered me, and then didn't do it that second time around for some other reason. Chaos. Sent from my iPhone. 
Thanks, Baz. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have an email from Natalie. Subject, footy tips. Hi, boys. I'm the Natalie who was currently top of the tipping. In brackets. Although I doubt for much longer. Sorry, Natalie. (laughs) To clarify, I only have- People email us in stuff that blows up in their faces immediately after they hit send. Well, we questioned Natalie's tipping because last week she was winning by quite a substantial margin and had a crazy week of tipping. And we were like, how did she do it? So she has clarified and said, to clarify, I only have two rules for my tips. I will always tip my team Sydney and I will never, ever, ever tip Collingwood (laughs) because Eddie and his team are flogs. I do need to clear something up too. I was the emailer whose boy was jumping on the Tigers train when they were playing well, claiming how Dusty being from Campbelltown was a home team. A, yes, he was my boyfriend, not my child, now fiancé. B, after hearing how much he was indeed a TC fan and deserving of the chair, he wanted to, he wants you professors <laughs> to know how Richmond is only his second team, but Dusty Martin is his favourite player overall. I hope this clears his name in your court of law and judgment. As always, thanks for the awesome pod. Thanks, Natalie. Get a new fiancé. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's now ninth in the tipping. She got five this week. Yeah. That's very See, Richmond. Well, that's that's rough, Natalie, because she would have tipped Essendon. So she's made some chaotic choices because she got Essendon yeah. right, which was the chaos tip of the week. She's probably back on top next week. <laughs> yeah, you watch. <laughs> this email is from Georgie. And it's a rough start, but let's go. <clears throat> okay. Subject, footy birthday magic. Dear footy daddies... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck! I'm I'm changing my official email signature at work to Footy Daddy, <laughs> Tom Reed, Footy Daddy. Dear, <laughs> dear Footy Daddies. Wow, Georgie, you might have email of the week this week because you absolutely fucking come out firing. And I love when people do this, knowing that I'm usually the person reading the emails because. Georgie says, Dear Footy Daddies, first of all, fuck you, Dusha, and fuck you, Kano, for tipping sensibly and not believing in footy miracles. Oh, fuck I off. stand with Tom and his wishful tips. Fuck off, Georgie. I go yes. I go for miracles constantly. I go for one or two miracles at least every week. This is bullshit. Proceed. <laughs> On that note, well done, Tom, for getting your boys over the line with some birthday magic last weekend. As a long-suffering Frio Dockers fan and September baby, my birthday has been ruined since 2013 when I watched my boys lose the grand final on my birthday. Any advice for how to best pray to the footy gods to leverage birthday magic for the good of the Frio lads? Any chance Frio will actually be good by 2024, the next time my birthday falls in grand final day? Love you, boys. Fuck Collingwood, Georgie, XOXO. Um, big chance. 2024, that could, um, that could tee up yep. really nicely. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. P.S. I'm on board for forming a Barry Ross Lyon strike team if it means breaking the Frio <laughs> curse forever. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Melbourne will pick him up next year. Curse broken. I'm, I'm like, honestly, that email has me excited for Frio winning the flag in 2024. Oh, that's Do a pretty good imagine, imagine that. That's amazing. Michael Walters in his final season winning the Norm Smith. Final season? Well, he's what, 27? Yeah, mate, he'll still be playing. 
Oh, Tom. maybe. If if Gaz can fucking suck down a foot long meatball sub twice a day and be playing until he's thirty five. Well, okay, but then you know what? I'm looking forward to Fat Walters winning the Norm Smith <laughs> from fifty five. <laughs> After taking like a a one armed grab where he only uses like two of his fingers. That's the <laughs> level of expertise his marks will be up at that point. Also, just letting everybody know that I'm just changing my uh, Twitter name uh, just based on that email. <laughs> Wait until the episode's published, Tom. No. <laughs> Thank you for your lovely email, Georgie. Uh, you've given me a lot to think about. And also probably encouraged some bad behavior from fans. So, look, it's all happening. <laughs> Next email is from Joe. Subject, how good's Butler? Lads. It's been a long time between emails, but I have to say, up the bloody saints. I don't get to say it often, but God, there's some belief building. They played the brave footy tonight, and I am loving it. Ben Long showed Rui-like courage in his marking, and Gears is up front kicking goals. You love to see it. Almost as much as you love to see Dan Butler running rampant over the teams who rejected him. What a way to deliver a resounding fuck you to all those list managers that didn't think he was worth, take- worth taking a chance on. Fucking legend. <laughs> if the Cats and the Lions can bring the goods this week, it's going to be a rare triple roast night in this house come Sunday. <laughs> Fuck. I'm glad footy is back. Josie. So Josie lives in a house with a Lions supporter and a Geelong supporter, her children. That's right. And oh, that's Queensland. Jer- that's yep. From Queensland. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. legend. One legend kid. And one of the kids bullies the other one. Next email is from Josie. Subject, follow-up. Boys, it's a triple roast weekend in the house. Up the Saints, up the Cats, up the Lions. I'm off Very to good. find a Taducken because I don't think any other roast will suffice. <laughs> Subject, Brisbane. All caps, four exclamation marks. And this is from Luke. Oh. Dear footy professors, there's only one good team up in Queensland and they don't wear red. <laughs> The Mighty Lions have made the form team look bloody ordinary today. Beat them up all over the park. Big Dan McStay, Clunk and Marks, left, right, and center. The Berry Brothers barreling through packs. Steph Martin throwing port players around like they are toy dolls. In this part, I've already yelled heaps because he's used, on average, three exclamation marks after every sentence. Uh, the, toy, the doll sentence ends with five. Um... <laughs> There's only so much volume I can put into this because this is all caps and has another five exclamation marks. <clears throat> so, uh, volume warning. <laughs> if we could just kick straight, then it wouldn't be so stressed all the time. <laughs> I agree so much. <laughs> Fuck, it's stressful. How bloody good is footy? Also, our footy training is starting up again from Thursday, itching to get back out there. From Luke, and up and about it, UK Lions fan. P.S. Congrats on the roast, Trinity. War on Collingwood. Fuck the Clampton Demons. Whoever the fuck they are. He's used this opportunity to pick a rival club in the UK and get us to endorse his war. Oh, man. I hope they're rattled and they lose. (laughs) Imagine them. (laughs) Who are they? Clamp? What are they? Clampham Demons. The Clampham Demons. They'll never win another fucking game. The curse is on them now. (laughs) Yeah, uh... (laughs) Look, because it's the UK, my pronunciation could be weird, but it's C, like, clap, uh, Clapham, maybe? I don't know. C-L-A-P-H-A-M. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, fuck him. Thank you for the email, Luke. 
All right, last email. And I'm going to admit, the subject of this email confused me, but Tim, who sent the email, explains himself very quickly. So the subject is, fuck the A-H-L. Dear footy professors, I am well aware that I am going to get no sympathy as a Hawthorne supporter, but fuck the AFL and their anti-Hawthorne league, in brackets, A-H-L for short. Now, I'd call it a conspiracy theory, but at some point, there's too much evidence to ignore it. Settle in, boys. This is going to be a long one. It goes back all the way to after the three-peat. But for the purposes of time, we'll start with the announcement of the 2019 fixture. Hawthorne had double-ups against Brisbane, GWS, Geelong, North Melbourne, and West Coast. Now, Hawthorne had lost seven games in 2018 to Richmond, North Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane twice, West Coast, and GWS. To me... It looks a lot like they swapped Richmond and Sydney for the required Geelong double, and boom, there's the double-ups. Next stop, the initial 2020 fixture, where the AFL went a little easier on the Hawks after they missed finals, giving them double-ups against Geelong in brackets first, Brisbane, second, and two big losses, Port, not bad, North, 2019's last loss, Sydney, biggest loss in the bottom six, overall not as bad as 2019, but still definitely not easy. Don't worry. That's a. Can I just say, douche? Just to pause you right there. That fixture sounds fine to me. They just missed finals last year. (laughs) That sounds like a good fixture. Well, he's saying that they lost to all of those teams that he was given a double up to. Get the fuck over it. Those. It's about ladder position. You finished in about the same spot as some of those teams. Fucking lift. This is. I don't like this. I was on board for a minute because I thought it was something else. But now this is fucking putrid. Let it finish. So, not as bad as 2019, but still definitely not easy. Don't worry, though, because over the COVID break and after an unexpected victory over Brisbane at the MCG in round one, the AFL realised their mistake. The next four rounds saw Geelong at a ground they hadn't played in 15 years, Richmond Premiers at the MCG, Richmond's home game, and then North at Marvel. But Hawthorne's home game, even though it was North's ground, and GWS runners-up at Giants Stadium, a ground Hawthorne had never won at. Remember that? It'll come up again. I just get <laughs> over it. Fucking, some teams have had to completely relocate. It's just so funny to imagine how angry Tim is while he's just typing all of this. Is it too late to delete wrong. this email? Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you've, you've barked up the wrong tree here. This isn't a conspiracy. This is just the ravings of a lunatic. You're having a big fucking Alistair Sookson right now. But please keep going. Have a coffee with Gil and fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't know why that got me, but that got me good. (laughs) At this point, it was already clearly the worst fixture. But then round six and seven came out and it got worse. Round six was supposed to be Gold Coast, the team that was returning that after returning well would fade off as the season went on. So, of course, Hawthorne got them at the first revised opportunity. At least it was a home ground at the MCG. The first since round one. Round seven was excellent because they were running out of ways to fuck Hawthorne. Then Vexit happened, and they found more. (laughs) Round six and seven had to be rewritten. (laughs) Victoria teams moved into state, and where would Gold Coast get placed? Why, Giant Stadium, of course, the only ground where Hawthorne have a 0% win record. And against who? Collingwood and Melbourne. I guess they decided... By round seven, they should be let off a little bit. So let's summarize 2020. By round six, Hawthorne will have played 2019's first, second, third, fourth, and sixth 
including the two grand finalists, and a home game against North at the opponent's home ground, and only one home game in the seven rounds with none in sight in the future. But at least it'd be an easy run home, right? Well, if there was ever going to be a season where teams will have to play the same teams again and make up round numbers, it'll be this one, and Hawthorne are in a prime position to have to play the hardest teams again should that happen. That won't happen. Dumb comment. Too long, didn't read. Hawthorne are being a stupidly hard fixture by an AFL deliberately trying to stop them from ever being successful again. Now, you know what? That's absolutely not true, because what other coach in the AFL has the ability to <laughs> ring Gill up and implement a rule change? Tom, I'm glad you asked. There's one last paragraph of this email. Post round six right. update. Is it, the fact, is it the fact that, is it the fact, hang on, is it my favourite fact of the weekend where... Clarko had a whinge about holding the ball, decision not being paid. So then in the GWS Hawthorne game, Hawthorne got stung 10 times for holding the ball. <laughs> Tom, it is. Post round hey, six don't update. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. After Clarko correctly said the rules weren't being enforced as written, the, umpire th- the umpires threw a massive tantrum in the Hawthorne v GWS game and refused to give Hawthorne any but the most blatant free kicks. Fuck the umpires as well. It's only one tantrum here, and it's you, Timmy boy. That's Tim, one Tim. of the worst emails I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I'm I'm willing to give Tim the benefit of the doubt because he's clearly no. written this email hot. He's been fired up. He's gone, and he's hit send. What he needed to do <laughs> Sleep was to on it, son. fuck off and not do that. <laughs> Tim, never send an angry email. Write no, it mate, out. Needed- save it in your draft folder, and if you f- wake up in the morning feeling like the same, then send it. And then I'll still yep. read it and be like, this is just bullshit. Every fucking Tim. team is playing everyone once. You're not going to have a double up this year against other teams. That's just not going to happen. I- Mate, everyone's everyone's moving into state and doing hubs. Brisbane's next batch of games. There's teams playing at Brisbane's home ground and Brisbane are going to be in New South Wales. Everyone's moving around. Fuck me. You're complaining yep. about having a fixture against Gold Coast. At the start of the year, you would have been licking your lips, mate. You've lost the plot. And now I have two. And that email was fucking shit. Tim? Fuck! Tim, if you're still listening after that, I just want you to say, I love the email. It's the rantings of an absolute <laughs> lunatic. And I'm here for it. You've done the maths. I can imagine you with a big whiteboard in front of you, angrily drawing lines and circling ladders and stuff, getting sweaty while you're typing that email. I love it. The only thing worse would be if Adam Burt emailed and complained about Collingwood's fixture. Fuck! Hey, Sean. Yeah. Nothing from him this week, weirdly. Hmm. Wonder oh, why. Good. Oh. Oh, he's you a bit wait quiet, they, is he? Wait till next time they win a game and he'll just be crowing about. <laughs> oh, like so a- well, I guess we'll get an email from him in 2021. Hey. <laughs> right. Tom, where can people find us? And please send the quality of emails this week have been exceptional after that's Two weeks great. of dog shit. So thank you everyone yep. who emailed in. Every email was great. Yeah. Now look, if you want to, if you have a conspiracy theory that has zero water to it, um, send us the email at howgoodsfooty at gmail or you can find us individually, uh, or find us as a collective on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at awkward trade. You can't find me this week. I'm that angry. <laughs> and I'm at douche thirteen. And whew, up the bombers. See you on Thursday, Sean. Love you, Tim. Don't stop dreaming, boy.